At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. I created this show for you, finding the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I found Samuel Wilson. So he is a commercial syndicator, a podcast host of How to Scale Commercial Real Estate Podcast. So I cannot wait to talk about that a little bit. I love podcasters because you guys, I'm, we're always dropping something out there for people to uh, learn from. So he's an active invest, investor in RV resorts, RV and boat storage, laundry facilities. Um, he's uh, has experience with multifamily, self-storage, parking, land, all that great stuff. So Sam, how are you? Welcome to Straight Talk. Hey, Nina, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I'm really glad, glad you're here. I love talking and touching on different topics. And so I have an array of people that come on my show to talk about different business strategies, thought process, blah, blah, blah. So before we get into all that, I want to know who you are. So tell us a little bit about who Sam Wilson is. Little I, question, little question. Little question. <laughs> who is Sam Wilson? That's a, you know, that's a profound question because I have no idea. Uh, I'm a guy that's trying to figure it out. It's like, uh, right. I'm, I'm 40 and um, I, I, someday I want to I want to be an adult and grow up. I think uh, it's like, you know, one day I'll grow up. My wife and I joke about that commonly like, man, I want to know, I want to know what I'm doing with my life. Why? <laughs> I don't understand why you got to grow up. I don't I don't get that. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, uh, I'm a, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the Midwest in a relatively poor family. Uh, no, we were pretty dirt poor. I won't kid you. Um, but it, uh, you know, life was, life was good. We didn't know, we didn't know how poor we were. We, uh, you know, I think right. one, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, I've got an amazing family. Uh, and, and I know a lot of wealthy people that can't say that. So right. it's, um, no, I love, love my family to death. It's probably the, the strongest part of, uh, of my life. Um, uh, you know, but growing up poor, you don't grow up uh, really with the examples of, you know, going out and growing businesses and, mm -hmm. you know, thinking larger or knowing that you're capable of more. Um, so, you know, that's been probably a mindset piece of work for me, uh, that I'm still working on now. There's still a poverty mindset that even at mm -hmm. 40, it's like, Oh yeah, we own, you know, tens of millions of dollars in real estate. And there's still that kind of just like, all right, so I'm still behaving like a poor person. I still think mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's something I'm overcoming, but it, uh, yeah, so that's it, man. I grew up in a, in a hardworking family. We, we, we were a no handouts family. Um, mom and dad just were completely opposed to it and we worked hard. And I think that's been kind of the bedrock of, of what I've done. And also in that you learn, you learn to provide, you learn to take care of yourself. It's like, 
and that's probably where the poverty mentality comes in because there's always that fear that we're going to be without so it's like oh yeah. no got to keep protecting and building and because if i don't we're going to run out well we're not but yeah right. so that's it uh you know i've always worked for myself and um here we are you know today um you know grinding it out so can't, uh, can't how did how did you um always work for yourself though right because i mean i i grew up in a in a impoverished um um mindset and you know circumstances as well and so how did you work for yourself since your mom and dad were hard workers were they also entrepreneurs like did they work for themselves or yeah so dad dad was in the flooring business uh and he was an installer in the flooring business mm -hmm. and so you're a contractor basically yeah. you grew up in the trades so that was it when i was 16 well, i shouldn't say i always worked for myself i worked for my brother for uh, my, uh, an older brother of mine um for several years so but, you know, in that it was still very entrepreneurial or, you know, working side by side. So we grew up in the, in the flooring trades, uh, ended up my brother and I started a flooring company when I was 20 or well, he already had it going. But then I joined him at 21 and, and we really mm -hmm. that business and I bought out part of it when I was 25. Um, so, yeah, very entrepreneurial, but also just scrappy. I mean, it's something, yeah. you know, when, when I remember in elementary school, um, I was the finance guy. I always liked the numbers. My brother couldn't hold money. He always spent it too fast. And so I would, I would, I would fund, remember the uh, oatmeal cream pie boxes? Yeah. I, I would buy the oatmeal cream pie boxes and he was a great older man. He'd sell them to all his classmates and we'd split the profits. Mm, so it's smart. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> third grade teacher says you can't do that anymore. But right. There's a great hustle while at work, but I think that's, that's it. You just learn, you learn early on how to provide and how to, how to make yeah. money. And you go, okay, I've, I've, I've got to figure this out because, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's really cool though, um, that even though, you know, mom and dad work hard, I mean, of course you're, you're always trying to make sure your kids eat and all that great stuff. Right. But I, I love that you said, you know, we weren't like handed anything. They were against that. And that is what saved you to be honest, you know, sure. because I think that a lot of, you know, that mentality of somebody owing you something or constantly giving you something doesn't allow you to learn how to fish for yourself. Right. And so I'm really, really, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of your parents because that's something that's super tough. And, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with that, too. You're know, just trying to have your own business and trying to get the next gig. There's a lot of stress. Right. It's a lot of stress. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. It, and, it, and it goes uh, like you said, you know, you, you'll never learn to fish for yourself. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of a problem we have. You know, obviously, mm -hmm, in the day society, mm -hmm. people are being taught, hey, you you know, we owe you your you're, everybody else owes you something. Well, mm -hmm. no, the, the best thing we can do for you is to give you nothing nice. and you'll figure right. it out. And, nice. you know, it's the uh, it goes back to the National Park signs that say don't feed the animals. Nice. Well, why? You feed the animals. They forget how to go find their own food. Right. And then the animals right. die. It's like and that's you know, that's a hard that's a hard truth that, you know, people are, you know, it's uh, in the entitlement society we're in. You know what I just said is not popular, but right. oh no, not not popular at all. But it's facts, right? I mean, this is this is just facts by what you've seen throughout our lives, right? What actually we've seen works and doesn't work, and these are just facts, right? And facts don't care about your feelings, right? So that's just how that is. Right. But um, but I love that. I love that you know that story because I think that it says a lot, especially to all of you who are listening and all that. That yeah, you can come from an impoverished place. Yes, you can have struggle, but you can also also have something more you don't have to just stay in that mentality you don't have to stay struggling all the time and even like i love sam that you are so transparent too because a lot of people once they've reached some certain sense of success 
completely deny that they still have a poverty mindset. But that's BS. Lots of us do. Lots of us do, right? But that's real. That's real talk. For sure. I love that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> was one of the like, major, major mistakes. Yeah. I sold the flooring company when I was 30. And I had that rare confluence of money and time in my life. I haven't yet achieved that same, you know, the two things come together. It's like the two, you know, it's like the retiree's dream. They got money and they got time. Like mm -hmm. I hit it at 30, not a huge amount, but enough to where I could have gone for a couple of years and not really worried about money. Mm -hmm. But instead of going, okay, let's be strategic. Let's think about our next steps. Let's carefully plan. I panicked. This was the poverty mindset of like, oh crud, what am I going to do? to right. get the next dollar coming in. What am I going to do to provide for my family? I'm 30 years old. I have no education beyond a high school education. And my high school degree was, or, or grades were pitiful. Uh, and so, you know, I'm completely unhirable, right? I'm a 30 year old male mm -hmm. with no, no degrees and only work for himself. Yeah. No one wants me. That's for sure. Uh, completely unhirable. And, but instead of just taking the time and thinking through it, I, that poverty mindset came in and it was just like, That's I real. just I panicked. I mean, absolutely. My wife will tell you is the worst year of her life just panicked, you know, right. doing all sorts of dumb stuff, worried about, you know, how am I going to make more money? It's like, dude, just chill. Mm -hmm. and, and, well, that, that's, and that's what made you have all the mistakes, right? Because we get into that poverty mentality. I'm there too. I, get, I totally understand it. And then you start to like grasp at anything or straws and you get desperate, right? Yep. And, uh, and you're not thinking clearly, you're just not, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But that, that's just real because I think that I mean, and I'm sure you're seeing this too, like on social media, all you see is all of this hyped up stuff, you know, and you know that, it, you know, when they turn off the camera, that is not how they feel. Right. You know, you, cause me and you go through that, right? Like we have good moments, but don't tell me we don't have no shit ass moments where we're turning off the camera be like, you know, that's not how I feel today. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So tell, tell me how you got into um, like the RV stuff, like the RV, that's what you're doing currently, right? Investing in RVs and, and uh, resorts and stuff like that. We do two things, RV resorts and uh, laundry facilities. How did I get into that? Art. That's the mm -hmm. long, a circuitous journey, if you will. Uh, I sold the flooring company. We, I talked about that a few minutes ago. Uh, in that panic and making all those wrong decisions, you know, back in this would have been 2012, 2013. I've been 2013 mostly. Um, but in that of just throwing money at this, throwing money at that, trying to find mm. you know, any traction, uh, I, I say it's the good Lord have a mercy on an idiot. I mm -hmm. happened to see a foreclosure auction happening, you know, that day. And I went and looked at the house two hours later, I owned the house. My wife is a good wife. I'll tell you that she's, she's amazing. Um, I don't, I don't know many husbands that can walk in the living room and say, Hey, do you mind if I buy a house today? And she goes, no. And two hours right. later, I owned a house, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so I owned the house and made a pile of money on it. You know, it was up, up to my waist and trash, but we cleaned it out, you know, remodeled the place and sold it and made a pile of money on it. And I said, man, I did it once. I'll just keep doing this. And so right. that's what we did all the way until 2018. I flipped about 60 houses, built a, a nice oh, rental good. portfolio, and then uh, got into commercial real estate. And so via the iterations, you know, the, the, real estate's fun in that mm -hmm. there's just so many asset classes and so many ways you can, I mean, so many ways you can get into real estate. Mm -hmm. But the, the long story is that there's a lot of really overheated, in my opinion, asset classes right now where people are paying just stupid amounts of money for very diminished returns. Yeah. We're not seeing that in the RV resort space. So I don't want to get too, too granular here, but um, last year we built a boat and RV storage facility. In doing my research, I found the RV resort industry and I go, wait, nobody's playing the sandbox. 
the returns are exceptional the demand is through the roof well we should be buying rv resorts like it's yeah that's smart yeah, yeah it just it just made sense for us and then the laundry facility is a business that we are growing um growing very intentionally and that is a business where we do it's just a regular old coin op laundry well it's not even mm -hmm. not much coin up anymore but it is a self-serve laundromat but then we also do a large amount of drop-off business and we also do what we call the uber of laundry here in memphis which is you know you get on an app on your phone you can order laundry we'll come pick it up like you do in the big cities like you know yeah, new york smart. city and los angeles smart. that was that that was pretty common or is a you know pretty common thing for a long time you don't find that in a lot of your middle american cities so yeah that's uh that's where we're going along in those those two businesses yeah you know what and those are really smart right they're not sexy but they're smart right because um thinking about the rvs right now because even me and my husband are like we should just get a damn rv just live in that shit because i'm tired of paying all this stuff right. but i tell you everybody's thinking that right sam so like having these resorts is so smart you're like right in the middle of this boom happening right like um, RV sales are going through the roof. People are really tired of paying the landlords, you know, uh, jacked up prices, things like that. So that's super, super smart. On top of that, because our, our economy and people are being born all over the place all the time, we have a bunch of buildings coming up everywhere. Come on now, laundry. Smart, Sam. You're a smart man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the, the laundry business is one that the RV resorts are not as recession resistant, maybe as what a laundry facility is. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, what we call the inelastic demand of a, of a, of a product, right? Like I think they say cigarettes and alcohol are the most, I think I'm saying it right. Inelastic in that the demand never changes. Right. right it's like, right. actually when times get bad, cigarette and alcohol use goes up. Up, Yeah. It, right. So it's like, okay, not as inelastic, but it, it, it's pretty close to it. Um, so that said, clean clothes are right there behind it where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. you know, if we have a recession then people, you know, they can't afford to, or, or don't want to invest in new washers and dryers, uh, you know, the budget's tighter. It's easier to spend, you know, eight bucks a week doing your laundry at the laundromat than it is to go out and spend a thousand bucks on a washer and dryer. Right. Well, okay. And I, and I don't want to take advantage of people, but I certainly want to provide, uh, which we do, we have the highest and most reviewed laundromat in all of Memphis. So we want to provide this like amazing laundromat experience for a group of people maybe that aren't used to having an amazing laundromat experience. Usually you go to a laundromat and like, oh my gosh, am I going to get stabbed? Like, no. I remember those days. Yeah. yeah. You remember those days. For sure. So it's like, <laughs> no. We have a clean that. Let, let me stop you for a second. What the heck does that mean? A laundromat experience. You got to tell me what that means. Well, I, remember, I, mean, I remember walking in going, I hope they have cameras here. I'm not, I'm not alone. For sure. And that's that's yeah. one of the things we do is, you know, there, there's cameras on everything. Uh, mm -hmm. So so the one, there's that. We're also staffed from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. And we're open from, there's only three hours of that day from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. where there's not staff there, mm -hmm. which usually mm -hmm. is pretty quiet in the mornings anyway. And we have a nice regular flow of customers that come in right at 5 a.m. and do their laundry because it's peaceful. But um, we want to provide not just we want to provide a safe environment. We want to provide a mm -hmm. staff environment. So much time you go to a laundromat, you're not sitting there going, "Oh, hey, welcome to you know whatever laundromat." It's like you just walk in, and again, there's there's not that friendly greeting. So there's always somebody greeting you to come in the door. The place is cool. always clean. The lights are on 24/7. I never shut the lights off. I mean, the the place is lit up like a Christmas tree. So you want right. to walk in? It's like, oh, hey, cool. I mean, people tell us that all the time. They're like, wow. 
Like I went here and it was like a, an amazing experience. Thank you. This is fun. Uh, versus your tip. So I just, you know, providing that to a demographic that's probably not used to that is, uh, is really powerful. So yeah, that, that's one of the small things we put in a reading room. There's a kid's library in there. So there's bookshelves oh, wow. all throughout the laundromat. There's, there's a, it's just community events. We bring in the Easter bunny. We have Santa come for Christmas pictures. We bring in photographers. We do, do a lot of fun. We do like free laundry for the schools. Cause you know, there's, there's a, um, uh, truancy, there's a dirty clothes and the kids who have, you know, that don't get their clothes regularly washed have wow. a much higher degree of truancy. So we, we go and work with the counselors at the schools and give them free laundry vouchers because then they wow. can discreetly pass out laundry vouchers to families that can't really afford to do their laundry or maybe aren't doing their laundry for who knows what reason. Uh, so there's a lot of fun things that you think we do inside of that business that just make it a little bit different experience. Yeah, I love that. That's really thinking out of the box. That's really thinking out of the box because, you know, most people just would think, okay, I'll buy a laundry place and just it, it doesn't have to be manned and people could just struggle with it themselves. That's a whole different ballgame, though, because you're also pouring into others, right? Like really helping families that can't have like that's a whole different thing now right, right. it's not just laundry right? right um that's really really cool sam um do you think that it's because of you know where you grew up and all that that gives you like that that insight of seeing you know there's families that are struggling so let me help in this area well, i mean i think there's always that being raised with that um the giver's gain i think that was a good example my parents mm. always that was always being generous Gosh, I mean, I just remember on Sundays when mom, you know, after church, the the the, the number of, of people that would come over and eat lunch at our house, like, you know, guys that were, you know, my, 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 bro, my sibling range is 20 years. My oldest brother is 52. My youngest brother is 32. Mm. So we're all, you know, same mom and dad, just so right. it's a big spread. So my oldest brother's sibling or, or buddies would all come over and then their buddies would come over. And it was always just this inclusive. We didn't have much, man, but but what we had, we gave. And right. I think there's part cool. of that. So I think that's, you know, that, that's, that's just part of being decent. And then the other half yeah. is that, you know, that's the giver's gain. Like for us, yes, this is a, for, this is not a not-for-profit business. Like I do this to make money and it is very profitable. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't shy behind either one of those where it's like, Hey, yeah, we're going to go out in the community. We're going to do really cool stuff. And also I intend on getting paid. Right. So it's like, it's, it, it cuts both ways. But again, I think it's yeah. the giver's gain. I don't do one to get the other necessarily. Um, but, but certainly I do read the benefits of it and well, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't shy behind that. It's like, I mean, I'm in business yeah, to make but, money, but by providing an absolutely amazing experience for our customers, I get paid. And if I provide an absolutely terrible and crappy experience, I don't get paid. So, right. <laughs> right. You know, what cracks me up is that, um, you know, that, that people think that, or at least you know, there's a lot of opinions out in the in the in the ethos out here. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, right. But the, the truth is, is yeah, you're supposed to get paid. You're providing a service. Like, yeah. it's called business. Right. <laughs> right. Right. business. I'm just saying, right? Like, I think that people are always like, oh yeah, you do it for money. No, but the money is here and I do need it. Like you need right. it. Right. So uh, yeah, there's nothing to be, uh, nothing to be sad about there. Listen, if you're no. providing a service and you're helping people, you should get paid. That's how I see it. Right. You know, right. I mean, that's, you know, and yeah. we don't have to do the other things that we do, but it's also, it, it, it is, it is just part of uh, yeah, like I think maybe you're right to an extent, like coming from that uh, environment of never having clothes that fit. I always thought that when you went to school, because we grew up in Indiana. And so like when you go out, to, out for recess in the winter, I thought that everybody didn't have gloves that fit. So I mean, I remember standing in right. front of the room and the teachers like trying to mash your fingers and the hand me down gloves that were your right. 12 year ago brothers, you know, that when he was in first grade and you're in fourth grade, you can't go to recess without gloves on your hand. Right. Oh my gosh. Like, no, no, I don't do that. So yeah, there's probably part of that as well. That's yeah. just like that. Uh, you know, you don't need to be a dirty, stinky kid in first grade. that smells like hot garbage. Like let's please give you some, yeah. go yeah. wash the clothes. And it's and this, like the least we can do for humanity. Right. I mean, right. I mean, I t let me ask you a, a more personal question. Are your, did your parents get to see you become successful or, you know, on that road to success? Are they alive or? They are. They are. Okay. And, and they've been a big part of that. I would say, awesome. you know, despite growing up um, poor dad, dad and mom finally hit a stride probably in their early 50s where they finally oh got into a business that, you know, paid them well. Um, so the last 10 to 12 years of their maybe even 15 years of their working lives, uh, they did really well for themselves. So Good. that was really fun to watch as well. Like, oh, OK, so we're not we're not the the, you know poor broke family that we were at one point. Um, so that, that was fun to fun to finally see them hit that stride. Yeah, they're here. They, they're doing well. And Good. it's fun. One of my, they're one, my mom is probably one of my bigger investors in a lot of these investments. Cause you know, we raise capital from investors right, right. Invest in RV resorts. I don't have enough money. I don't, I'm not a deck millionaire that can go out and just, you know, buy RV resorts all on my own. I need tons of investors to come in right. and help us take down these deals. So yeah, mom gets to participate in a lot of these deals and it's, and it's funny that uh, that that break between um, what they what do they call the investor versus the saver. My mom was a prodigious saver, never mm -hmm. an investor. And so even even last year, she called me. She's like, "Hey, so is this is this check I'm getting, which it's an ACA, whatever? Is this check I'm getting is that a return of my money, or is that just a a, a distribution payment on on my investment? Mom, that's just a distribution." Like, right. you'll see that every quarter. He's like, Oh, this is so much fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. Good for you. You're finally awesome. you're in your mid seventies and you're finally figuring out what it means to have your money work for you. This is amazing. Right. So. Yeah. So tell me like for the people who are listening that not are, you know, like kind of wavering about investing or, yeah. you know, getting into kind of real estate or anything like that. Like, 
give us like a tip or two. Like, what do you recommend for somebody who's like, you know, maybe don't have, they don't have a, a lot of money, but they do want to start doing something where they want to get out of where they are. What, what would you say? You know, I guess it depends on, you know, one, figure out your why. That would be the first thing. Why yeah. am I, why, why do I want to do what I want to do? Uh, and that will help guide your, what you're going to do. That would be the first thing I'd say. Yeah. And, I, and I spent a lot of time nailing down, like, why, why am I doing this? My, my goals. And I'll tell you, mine is, is Nina, there's, I got a lot of friends in this business that, you know, have way more money than, than they know what to do with. Uh, and, and they have huge companies, you know, hundreds of employees and this and that and the other. I don't want that. Like my why is to get my time back and right. enough for my family where we can go out take a vacation and enjoy each other. And I don't want to piss away my years of my kids growing up and then be like, Oh, sorry, I worked too hard. And I think it's many time. I want my time back and a little bit of money and that's it. Like beyond that, I don't really care if my basic needs are met. So I got to figure out what my why is in that. So I don't intend on building this, you know, monster, monster, monster RV resort business and, you know, blowing the doors off. So figure out your why I would say the first yeah. thing. That's good. Once, once you know your why that'll determine your what, you know, if you want to start investing as an active investor, Go join a mentorship group. It'd be the first thing I'd do. It's going to cost you some money, probably, or you know, you can get on LinkedIn and there's this is this is something easy and free to do. There's enough real estate meetup groups on LinkedIn. You can go just sit back and participate, watch, learn, listen, and you can gather yeah. more information than you ever could possibly act on for absolutely free and make a million make a million amazing contacts. That's something else you could do. I mean, there's, there's, there's no lack of information on mm -hmm. how to invest or where to begin. It's uh, you know, but only you can determine your why. So that's, that's probably where I'd start. That's really, really good. Really good advice. Now, do you at all, Sam, uh, um, I know that you do the RV and the investing and all that. Do you do like mentoring and coaching as well? Or do you kind of just stay kind of away from that? I kind of stay away from it. Maybe it's something at some point I would get into, but it's, uh, I'm pulled pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm stretched in too many yeah. directions already. Yeah. Uh, and well, so you have good videos. You have a good videos on your social media. So, I mean, right. I think that's a, that's a way of coaching on this, you know, like, um, right. without getting completely hands in and, and spending your whole life doing it, but right. you have really good videos. They're really, um, they're really clear and direct. So I'm super excited about all you're doing, Sam, seriously. And I love that. I love the way you think. I love the way you thought out the box, especially for the laundry. That's, that's really cool. I, I never heard that angle. So I'm really happy that you're doing all of that and helping people. That's awesome. So Thank before you. I let you go, because I'm enjoying your videos. Other people need to be enjoying them too. So let us know your social media handles, like how people can see what you're doing. Maybe even they even want to invest or something. So go ahead and drop it for us. Everything is at how to scale CRE. So you can find us on Instagram, how to scale CRE. CRE is for short for commercial real estate. So you can find okay. us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. You can find me, Sam Wilson, look up brick and investment group. Um, even that I think is at how to scale CRE on LinkedIn. So yeah, this should be all the, uh, even on TikTok. Apparently I have TikTok videos out there. <laughs> Apparently I have TikTok. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do I do have a marketing manager that works for me. <laughs> and so she's recently been putting me on TikTok, I'm told. That so. is so funny. Great. I mean, TikTok, it, it makes you like pick up real quick. So you'll be getting more on there. That is so funny. You won't Apparently find me on TikTok. Though, that's for sure. Where's that? 
said you won't find me dancing that's for sure right oh i know yeah yeah we have to all have our limits sam <laughs> there are limits yes ma'am thank you so much for coming on here i really enjoyed our conversation i truly appreciate like what you've dropped on my audience and um you know i love you know, tantalizing their brain and having them think about things because a lot of them are really just really great entrepreneurs, really great, hardworking people, a lot of coaches and investors and stuff. So thank you for doing this. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Nina, for having me. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you. And guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff. You know what to do. I'm going to make sure to link all of Sam's information below so that you can follow his stuff as well. I have been watching his videos, especially on uh, Instagram, which he, I think he knows he's on. And um, <laughs> those are actually really good videos and, and really smart way of thinking. So I want you guys to go on there and check that out. Thank you guys for everything that you do. You know, I love you guys until next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.